Blog Talk Radio. everybody to blog talk radio i have tracy ann holding if you can see me okay so there's no sound lovely all right hold on how about now let me know if you can um let me know if you can hear me because people are saying no sound all right you're in the queue okay all right, the video chat, get out of the StreamYard one because I cut that one off because it's just it's just running so slow. And right now I'm actually doing a Facebook Live from my cell phone. I'm running the switchboard from the laptop, which hopefully that continues to work. And I am, let me see if I can add you. Let me see how this is going to work. I'm going to try to add you on Facebook Live, see if that works. Can you all hear me okay? Evelyn said no sound, but I need to know if you can hear me or not now because I cut it up. Hello? 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 There you are. You're sideways, but there you are. I see a piece of you. We have been without internet pretty much half of the day due to a trucking accident that knocked out the fiber optic systems or whatever. Yeah, it's going to freeze. Hold on. I don't think that's going to work. Let me take you off a of mute at least because I'm, I'm doing, let me see. Okay. Says right. unmuted. Can I, you hear me now? Okay. Yeah, you're unmuted, but I don't know about um, Facebook Live. Hold on. It's the sw- everything is the switchboard. Everything is running messed up. So that's all right. Take your time. All right. All right. So everybody is saying on Facebook Live that there is no sound. So I'm not quite understanding how that's working unless it's because I'm trying to run my – because once my Internet runs out, 
Can you hear me, though? I can hear you just fine. Okay. I think it's because I am trying to, I'm wondering if, because I used my cell phone to call into the switchboard, I wonder, I'm wondering if I can call the switchboard, let me try this. I don't know if it'll work. I'm, I'm trying some other stuff. I hate this because I'm. It really came unexpected. Hello. All right. Can you hear me now? Yep. I called <laughs> I called into the switchboard itself because I can't do Facebook Live off of my computer. It messes up. And I'm afraid if I hang up I'm trying to brainstorm what I need to do. It's all right. I got nothing but time, honey. I wish I did have nothing but time. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I mean, I set, I set aside my evening to hang out with your sweet self. So, you know, we're good. We're good. Yeah, I'm not that sweet right now. I'm just wondering, right. do I need I'm, to I'm just going to send some incense smoke up there to you and... We're going we're gonna to work this out. Okay, I'm trying to figure out what I need to do. My brain can't think, and, and my co-host is need, here. Do you need to back out completely and start over? Can you start the show again? Yeah, I might need to. I might I might be able to do that. I'm trying to think. I need to get a phone, though. That's the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. I don't think people on Facebook can hear me is the problem. Okay. Lucy, are you still on? Can you hear me? Or I know Ronnie said no sound, but now I lost my mouse on my computer. <laughs> we right. are we are just spirit is really acting against us okay. on this one. <laughs> Write well, everything on cue cards, we'll read everything. Oh no, Ronnie, I've got way too much to talk about tonight. <laughs> Oh, Vanessa's in the line. She says, I can't hear you, but I love you. Okay. Aww. Okay. Well, let me th- I bet you it's because I'm on my cell phone. All right, let me go. I'm going to get up a second, and I'm going to attempt to steal a cell phone. Somebody's going to have to show it up. Guys, i got to leave the switchboard a minute. Let me see who I'm going to steal it from, because then I can... Stay here. Hang up. I'll, Can I I'll, be, I'll be right back. Because I, I don't have my, my, my vibe time isn't working right, and I need a cell phone. Oh, yours is at 24%. Oh, for real? I just need to borrow it to call in my show because it's not working. And I had to leave the switchboard. No, it's just the last time to die. Okay. 
Well, can, can you help me and just give me your charger and I'll use that to call in? Help, help your mama out. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, can you shut my door completely? All right, I'm working on it. Due to technical difficulty. Okay. All right, I'm working on it. Hold on. My my youngest is like, here, take my phone. He was so sweet. I heard him. Yeah. He's so sweet. My dumbass is trying to hook it up to the wrong fucking thing. Excuse my language. My mom would kill me. <laughs> All right, hold on, Your guys. Mom's compliment just made me smile. That was so sweet of her. Yeah, he's like, she's she's a trip. Victor, I don't know your password. All right, he's coming in with undies. Wait, don't tell the whole world. Put it in there. Oh, yeah. I'm not supposed to know my password. Yeah. I think I disconnected Tracy in. Yeah. This is terrible. Oh, no. Okay, you're there. Okay, good. I didn't I don't I'm see here. you. Nine, nine. No, I'm I'm. Not here. there. You go. Hi. Return to watching. Uh, you appeared as. Oh, it cut, did cut me off. Return to watching. I'm watching you now. You might have to add me back in. Okay. I don't know what I did. But... All right. Hold on. I'm trying to. I'm trying to work on it. All right. Hold on. Let's dial in. All right. I'm going to hang up the, off the switchboard real quick. How do you dial with this thing? Oh, never mind. I found it. Okay, I got it. Thank you. All right, hold on. How do I do that? Okay. I hate this with a passion. (laughs) The fun and joy of a radio show. I know. Resume show. Hung up on the switchboard. Cancel that. All right. I can't. Should have hung up there. I can't hear you anymore. Thank you. All right. We might be able to accomplish something now. Okay, so I'm back on the air with that. Okay. Tracy, say something. This one. This one right here, man. Hello? Tracy, you there still? Did I lose Tracy? Okay. Tracy, I'm not on the cell. Okay, hold on. Ask Tracy to join live broadcast. Okay. This person was unable to join because of technical issues. <laughs> you guys, I apologize on the air, and I apologize um, everywhere, everything, with everything. I'm just having some technical difficulties, so... With, um, Hello. Hello. I can't get Hi. you back on. Uh, 
Yeah, I can't get you back on the what you call it. I'm try, I was trying to get you back on Facebook, but it won't let me. That's okay. That's okay. They can I'm look at your cuteness. You gotta put your crystal back on. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me look. Let me Vanessa, see if you're still with us, you should call in. You should join us. And for some reason, it's saying Tracy Ann is not found. You were found for what? a few minutes ago when I was That's trying to. Uh, I don't know. When I, when I was trying to add you, I don't know what's happened to it. So um, can everybody hear us okay now, at least? Like, can y'all hear Tracy and can you hear me? Can somebody just please put in the messages below? I apologize that I've waited, that, you know, we got 14 minutes of time due to breeze lines, downed lines. <laughs> we'll see. So, put my crystal back on. I use that for grounding my head. You should show everybody. It's really cool. Yeah. I was going to add some more to them. I use it when I ground my crown. But it's just like copper wire. and I added some stuff there. I added a clear, clear. That was when I had my vertigo really, really, really bad, and I was trying to find something to ground down with. So I figured I was like, well, let me make this right here. And I was going to add some amethyst stones to it and kind of amplify some stuff. So it's just like a thing that I wear sometimes when I need some grounding. I got it on now. Can you see it? I love it. I just think that is like a power crown. I just love it. Yeah, I'm going to have to um, finish making it like I wanted to, but it's not quite there yet. You can make one too. Uh, sure. <laughs> you just go get some copper wire. That's it. I am so not creative when it comes to that. Not creative. Okay, I think I'm down to one computer and one chance of hearing you. Gotcha. Ron, Ronnie said good thing he can hear us now. He failed Braille. <laughs> I saw that. Vanessa, you need to call in and join us. Girl, don't listen. Don't make any jams about my internet. <laughs> That's what's gonna kill me. <laughs> don't make any what? Um, I said I don't know how everything. Well, I guess she could call in. She could, and you could put her right in the room. If anybody yeah, has I questions think... and wants to talk to us, they can call in and ask questions. Well, I ain't quite doing my open mic night, Tracy Ann. I was doing a. I want to know more about your paranormal experiences. Oh, all right, that's fine. So the first because thing I remember have to I'm talk to you about you is remember? Yes, you did. I met you with Cheetos. People don't know our backstory. I went to Pamplin <laughs> Park for um, an investigation, and I met Tracy Ann through food, Cheetos. She had this big ass bag it of puffy Cheetos. It was. We bonded over Cheetos puffs, and it was hysterical. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can hear you just fine. Oh, yep. Okay, I'm going Thank just phone because I'm getting reverb back and forth watching your cuteness on the Internet. Um, the first thing I want to tell you guys is you had asked me in the last conversation we had last week, the week of the rose, the infamous rose, um, to tell you about what I 
what, what I do. And I said, oh, I just hang around with Dennis. And I had friends tag me on that and say, that's not what you do. You need to be clear about what you do because what you do in the paranormal is different. And I'm like, right. oh, crap, I got called out. <laughs> so I have always dealt with spirits since I was little. I have always dealt with them. I see them. My my invisible playmates were never invisible to me. Um, cemeteries and the spirits in the cemeteries were always the most calming place to me. I would take my books and my bag of snacks and my homework and I would go sit on the steps of the mausoleum of the Elmwood Cemetery in Sycamore, Illinois, and I would, you know, eat my snacks and read my book and I'd be there all summer on my bike, you know, to the point where the grave diggers knew my name and I knew them and got to pet their dogs, that kind of stuff. And anyway, fast forwarding, um, I started realizing that spirit found me to ask for help in crossing over. And I never realized what it was I was doing when I was like, oh, okay, well, hold on. Let me get this door for you. And that is what I do in the paranormal world. And if a spirit comes to me and says, let me go, please just let me go. Or if it's a particularly evil spirit that needs to be moved on for the safety of a family member or um, you know, or of the place um, with permission, spirit on. Um, I actually have to sign waivers when I go on location, especially big location places. Um, I went to the Whisper Estate, and they had me sign a waiver saying I would not release the spirits there because they come to me so frequently and so readily. Um, Dennis attuned it to, he said, you're, you're like... Um, a lighthouse to a ship lost at sea, and they just glom on to you. They come to you as quickly as they see your light. And I just, it's just been a natural gift, and that's what I do. So you asked me, yeah. and I did not answer properly, and I got called on the carpet on that. So if any, I'm not looking at anything. I can't see questions. So if anybody has questions about that. Um, and when I came to the realization that what I did was actually something special, I was, you know, your Barnes and Noble, before it was Barnes and Noble, it used to be Borders. Lord, how I miss Borders and Barnes and Noble. It's hard to find a bookstore now. I was perusing the oh, bookstores yeah. and I found a book called Soul Rescuers. And it literally slid out of the rack into my hand, almost knocked my coffee out of my hand, like it had been pulled off the rack and handed to me. And I'm like, okay, what's this? So I took it over to the table and and sipped my chai and thumbed through the first couple chapters of it, and it explained to me what I do. I never knew that it had a name. I never knew it was a gift. Um, So that's what it's called is soul rescuing. And I don't send spirit that doesn't want to go unless it's something that's causing detrimental effect. I don't send spirit without consent because some people don't want their spirits to be gone. That's how they make their living. But, you know, when I'm cruising down the street in the park minding my own business and all of a sudden I have a walking partner with me that wasn't there five seconds ago, I just ask, do you need my help? And I'll get some kind of message back, a head nod, 
something, something will happen. And uh, I'll call them my guardian guides, which are now my grandmothers, my grandmother Geneva and my, my, um, uh, my, I call my Granny Crane and my Granny Wiley. I won't give all their names, but Great Crane and Granny Wiley. And I call them down and just ask them if they would please just take this spirit by the hand and take them on home to their family where they need to be because they're a little lost. And next thing you know, they're, they're gone, gone. And there's a lightness in the air. Sometimes it feels like a little crackle of lightning because my hair will stand up a little bit. And then they're on and off on their way. So that hopefully will be a better explanation of what I do. And if anybody has questions about that, I'm more than happy to talk about it. And if you've experienced it and didn't know what it was or it's a skill you feel that you have and you want to develop it, please reach out to me on Facebook. I'd be more than happy to talk to you about what I do. So how I met you. God, so fun. We were at Pamplin Park for the very first overnight investigation at Pamplin with Chris Franchero and all the team. I think he had his, his teammate Angie with him, and then um, Dennis, the director of Pamplin, was there that night. I think I have the names right. I'm not sure, but correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, we had a big opening meeting. We had, I don't know, 40, 50 people there. There was a lot of people there that night. Do you remember the number? Yeah, it was quite a few. It was a lot. I mean, that room was full. That room was full of investigating teams, and we had some fantastic teams that we were working with. And I mean, Dennis had put they put together a fantastic, absolutely fantastic investigation, from how it was organized to how we went through that massive, massive park to how we kept track of everybody, you know, so that we weren't thinking somebody was lost in all that acreage. How many acres is Pamplin? Uh, it's it's quite a few. I can't remember off the top of my head the amount of acres, but it is huge. Yeah, I mean, you could huge, easily camp out there for a whole weekend and not see every part of those grounds because of, you know, you have the, the slave quarters and you have the homes that were still there that are way out there in the fields and you have yeah. the uh, all the reenactment stuff and the museum about the Civil War soldiers. I mean, what a fantastic place. We'll talk more about pamphlet. But anyway, I was sitting there minding my business with my sweet husband, and I was eating Cheetos, and you came, you and Savannah. Hi, Savannah, you made another show. Um, you and Savannah plopped down in front of me, and I just fell in love with the two of you and your energy. Like, you hadn't even turned and looked at me yet. And I was like, oh. They're my people. <laughs> and I have enjoyed being with you and Savannah at every investigation I've ever had the chance to go and be part of with you too because you just make it fun. And it's never a scary, terrifying experience. It's always joyful. You know, when you guys get a chance to connect with spirit, it's so playful and so joyful. I've never seen a streak of disrespect. I've never seen you... Um, antagonize a spirit, you know, and one of the things that's yeah. neat for me is that when I, when they want to be present, I see spirit just like I would be seeing you. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I've talked to spirit and not realized that it was a spirit and I have had people be like, who are you talking to? We would, we had gone and done, you know, some of the investigation. We had come back for the break and everybody at that point, mm-hmm. I was still smoking cigarettes. So I was outside with cigarettes. And I went back in to grab a snack, and you came in with me, and that's when we saw the man walk across the doorway 
to the conference room. You remember that? Yes, I got. Wait one second, Tracy. I'm gonna let me pause right there because David is just coming in. So let me get my co-host on too. Hold on. Okay, get him on board. Get him on board. Let's see what's Gotta have there. David, man. Hey, hello. Better late than never. That's all right. We love you. We want you just to be safe doing what you're doing. Do you have a good day today? Busy. Yeah, I I just got home from the hospital. Yeah, just got home from the hospital. I take my wife to get an MRI. Did it all go well? Seemed to go well. All right. You, did forever. they give her contrast? Excuse me. Did they give her? Did they give her contrast dye? I have MRI? no clue. I well, have no clue. You tell your sweet wife she needs to be drinking about a gallon of water. She got to flush those kidneys because if they gave her contrast dye, it's real hard on the kidneys and it can cause damage. So if they didn't tell her that. Tell her that your local cath lab nurse who works with contrast dye all the time just said, drink your water, sweetheart. Well, she's got a bottle of water next to her table right now, so. Well, as long as she's drinking it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, contra- that contrast dye can really do some damage in there, so we try to avoid that by drinking the water, flushing it out, making her pee it out. So yeah, did you get a chance to hear anything that. we were talking about? I Probably heard not. nothing. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. He can, he can listen to it later and get all caught up. <laughs> True. Oh, but, um, so, Jerry, we left off at where we had gone back in to grab some more Cheetos. Cheetos puffs was the thing that night. And as we walked in, there was nobody in that building. There was nobody in the front antler room where we were able to, like, hang our coats and set up all our food and snacks and put our bags. And we were headed into the conference room, which was just behind the the area, the greeting area, meet and greet area, to go to where we left our purses and our, our big bags and all of our equipment. And as we hit yeah. that door to go in, a soldier walked across the room in front of us. And we both stopped and looked at each other like, did you see that? <laughs> we just started nodding like, yep. I'm like, still want some Cheetos? Yep. <laughs> we went and got some Cheetos. <laughs> then we went back out and told Dennis what we saw. And he's like, yeah, that happens out here all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah. We're talking about David, have you ever been to Pamplin? No. Flowers He's have never not been to Pamplin Park. Park. No. Oh, honey, we got to get David out there to Pamplin. And that yeah, is an amazing place. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a, it is really an amazing place. But you also had you also had got scratched that night, too, if I remember correctly. I did, right across my lower right hip. I had a yeah, long hook scratch, and it, oh, that burned all night long. That burned mm-hmm. for all night. I don't know who I made mad, but I made somebody mad. Probably somebody didn't share my Cheetos with them. But, you know, I could go out there and lay in the middle of that field and, 
and that the main, you know, those main guys crawled through to take that wall and nothing, no harm, no damage, as long as I was quiet, you know, nothing. Yeah. But so other paranormal experiences, because, you know, the places that I've I've been, um, because I'm a travel nurse, I travel all over the nation doing crazy stuff, working in the cath lab and dealing with life and death and high stress all the time. Hospitals are a hot spot for me. Like I have to actually reach out and put my hand on a patient to make sure it's real, that they are real. <laughs> so that's, that's always fun. Um, I was on a show recently with Dave Schrader um, and his team and had brought up a story that he's like, I would like to talk to you more about this. I haven't heard back from him yet because he's busy doing TV shows. But I had gone into a hospital room. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. It was shift change. There's a little old man standing there with his little naked butt hanging out the back of his gown looking out the window of the hospital room. And I introduced myself and said, morning, my name's Tracy. I'm going to be your nurse today. He turned over, looked over his shoulder, nodded at me. I was like, okay, that's cool. And, uh, I said, let me just get this whiteboard updated here for you and, and make sure you have my phone number in case you need anything or you can't reach CNA. And nods at me oh. again. And I'm just kind of going through the, the regular nurse, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And CNA yeah. walks in. She looks at me like I am crazy. She says, who are you talking to? And I look at him and he looks at me. And I look at her, and she looks at me, and I look at him, and I look at her, and she looks at me, and I'm like, she doesn't see him. And I look back at him, and he just raises his shoulders like, uh, I don't know, and then looks back out the window. And I turn look at her, and she's now made a decision about me that I am out of my mind. <laughs> Turns on her heel and says, as she's going out the door, she's like, I don't know who you're talking to, but the guy who was in this room died at 3 a.m. this morning. And she flips her ponytail at me and walks out of the room. And I'm like, uh. So I turn back and look yeah. at him, and he looks at me, and he just smiled like, ha, <laughs> And oh, I God. said, are you, no, are I'm you not. waiting? I huh? I said, no, I'm not. You don't think I am. Yo, it's funny, but I said, are you, hold on a second. Alexa, off. I said, are you waiting on your family? And he looked at me, and he nodded, and he looked a little sad. And I said, so you know you're dead, right? He nodded, looked a little sad. And I said, so you're just watching because you can see the parking lot really well from your room? He nodded. I said, okay. So do you mind if I stay with you while we wait just a little bit? Kind of shrugged like my goal And I said, you know where your body is at, right? He nodded. You know, I'm like, okay, I just don't want you to lose it and get lost because I don't want you to be stuck here in this hospital. And then he nodded big like, yeah, me neither. (laughs) But he never spoke a word. He never moved from the window. He only turned his body toward me a little bit. He looked over his shoulder at me. I mean, he communicated beautifully. And that was my first experience with a hospital ghost. And after that... (laughs) Like I said, now I have to actually, like, walk up my hands on people. So the first thing I do when I walk into a room and meet a patient now is I put my hand out to shake their hand. 
and say, good morning. Mm -hmm. My name is Tracy. I'll be your nurse today. And if they shake my hand back and there's actually something there, we're good. We're going to a procedure. If there's not, then I'm like, do you need help? Yeah, it's, it's a weird way to I'm live. Sure, I'm sure, you know, with you traveling from one hospital to the other, I'm sure you've had quite a few experiences. The weird ones are the hospitals I've been at for the longest time, because we all know spirit kind of checks you out for a while first. They don't necessarily just want it, unless they want you gone. And then, like Eddie Murphy says, if the moose head's saying get out, then you get out, right? <laughs> you know? right, right. So, but sometimes spirit... Go ahead. David? No, go ahead. Oh, I heard I heard David. Um, and then other times, you know, it's really, it takes a long time for it to come forward. You know, you might get a mm-hmm. glimpse, you might get a scent or a feeling, but you don't have a full out. Well, I was at the cat lab at the place I was at for a couple of years here in Springfield. I won't name hospitals, but both of the hospitals are very haunted. And, um, I was there by myself. They had shut us down for COVID, and they were just getting ready to shut us down for COVID. They let go and put on um, hiatus on leave about 70% of our staff in the cath lab. We had 75 people or so on board. And I was one of the few nurses that knew all the procedures, so they asked me if I would stay and, and continue to work. I'm like, absolutely. Well, we just finished a late call. We had a, a cardiac call. And um, I was, I just, I always go through and make sure the lights are off, that the oxygen's off on all the tables, that there's nothing sterile, that no one's left any drugs or needles out. And I check every room. I just, we have, we had 12 labs at the time. So I go through and check all the labs and just make sure everything's shut down. And I started in the right. AP lab and worked my way back into CV, which is, you know, a whole bunch of different equipment shutdowns and whatnot. And I got to the very last lab. And this lab is called lab number five. And the, the whole time I'd been there, everyone was like, you don't ever want to work a bad heart in lab five. And I'm like, why? What's going on in lab five? And they're like, we're not going to say anything, but you'll find out. Sure enough. I walk into lab five, I walk over to the nurse's deck, which is across the room from the entrance, and there's a large glass window of lead glass that separates where the monitor sits to type in everything that's going on and to, to run tests for the heart. Um, and then there's the lab area where we're working on the patient and then the nurse area, which is kind of tucked in the corner, and this long, big plane of glass. And you know how glass likes to reflect, and it does that thing called Pepper's Ghost, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, yeah. the, the illusion called Pepper's Growth goes, I thought that's what it was. But there's no way I can be seeing what I'm seeing. There was a nun in full habit, full robes, oh. with her crucifix hanging on her neck, standing across the room from me behind the lead glass in the monitor room. No, it's a Catholic hospital. It was run by the, the Order of St. Francis and the CC nuns. So the nuns used to be very prevalent and in the hospital all the time. But I'd never seen one in full habit. I'd seen one with her hood on and wearing her, her tan gum shoes, you know, and her culottes. 
but I'd never seen one in full habit in my years there. And I'd done two travel contracts prior to hiring on full time. So even the nuns that worked with me on the floor were in slacks and sweaters and, you know, they didn't look many. So this one's made me stop dead in my tracks and all of my hairs stood up on my arms and my legs and the back of my neck. And I thought, honestly, my first thoughts were, shit, I'm about to be attacked. Because the energy coming off this nun was the same energy and what if you watched the movie Conjuring? Yeah. How she just comes at you all the time. Every time you see this nun, she's screaming at you or running at you or in your face. It had that same energy like it was about to come slamming through that wall. And that was the very first time I'd ever been scared, ever. So I finished up what I was going to do. I took my eyes off of her for a second, and you know how they like to do the minute you're not looking at them, poof, they're gone. I look up, and there's nothing in that room. I'm like, okay, that is my signal to go the hell home and get up out of Dodge. I'm out. So I walked out that room. I didn't even go through the locker room because I had my keys on my purse with me. I walked right out the emergency room door and out of that out of that whole unit. I was like, nope, I'm gone. <laughs> no, can't do it. Um, the, next hospital, the next hospital encounter that I had was really unusual because we were doing reconstruction of the call rooms. When you have to have teams that are on call at the hospital or you have residents on call at the hospital or doctors on call, you have to provide sleeping labs for them, rooms where they can take a break. Um, Because most of the day, like our our staff has to be within, if you're on call, you have to be within 30 minutes of that hospital so that, you know, a heart, when it's having a heart attack, time is muscle, time is damage. So you have to be within 30 minutes. So they provide sleeping rooms. And they were redoing the sleeping rooms and um, had opened up, a floor in the hospital that had not been used in years. <laughs> Fifth floor. Fifth floor is now a beautiful remodeled unit and completely being used by the CDCU. Fantastic cardiovascular care unit, but it was empty and very creepy. And I'd walked through the fifth floor by accident by taking the elevator to the wrong floor once before. And I walked through and there's no computers, there's no call bells, there's nothing. This floor is completely stripped. And I walked past the nursing bank and a call light, the light began to ring. <laughs> I was <Yeah>. like, <laughs> no. <laughs> like, that is one call light. I will not go answer. Absolutely not. Could not find an elevator bank fast enough, let me tell you. So now we've got people who are trying to sleep on these floors. You know, they, they're in a hospital room. They're in a hospital bed. They're in leftover furniture. And one of the gentlemen that was sleeping up there is a total non-ghost believer, but he left that floor completely different. He believes now. Um, he actually called me and said, I am the only person on fifth floor. I said, okay, what's wrong? He says, I have my door closed, but I left the hallway light on. I said, okay. He says, I can see someone walking in shadow back and forth with their footprints under my door. You know how you can see somebody walk by? 
He said, I yeah. have somebody walking by my door constantly. He said, I open the door and there's nobody there. I'm in the middle room of the longest hallway. I should see or hear somebody. I'm like, okay, would you like to come over and sleep on my couch? He goes, yes, I would, please. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, his wife had to go and sleep on that same unit the next weekend. And I, she's like, will you just go up there with me? Like, you want me to spend the night up there with you? She's like, I just, will you just go up there? I'm like, okay. Now, at this point, I hadn't really talked to anybody at work about what I do because, you know, people tend to think they're nuts. And right, uh, right. she said, I know you're a witch, and I know that you see spirit and because my mom's a witch and I'm just kind of aware. I'm like, oh, well, let's blast those doors wide open. Okay. She goes, so I want you to come upstairs with me because I'm really afraid to be up there. I want to know if you feel anything and can you tell me if it's going to be safe. She goes, all right. We opened the elevator doors on fifth floor and I got bum rushed. Like, felt like something had torn through and taken my spleen with it, doubled me over, bum rushed. And I was like, yeah, no, no, no. You can't stay here. She's like, can I have your couch? I said, absolutely. (laughs) So we went and we picked her stuff up out of the room and we packed her up. I mean, let me tell you, that was the fastest freaking pack up I think anybody's ever done. I mean, I don't know if we left anything behind, but we weren't going back to get it. And on the way out, there was a young lady standing between us and the elevator doors. She, I mean, if I could have pulled the girl from the ring and put her right into that scene, but given her blonde hair, dirty blonde hair, and she was soaking wet and she was mad as hell. And I'm like, oh, no. Come to find out that this used to be the psych unit of the hospital and this young lady, and I found all of this out because I went down to security and I'm like, what used to be on the fifth floor? Half of the fifth floor used to be an elderly care unit. People went there to go to hospice and die. The other half of the fifth floor was a lockdown psych ward, and only the worst of the worst were up there. It was this ward or jail. And a young lady had hung herself with a shower curtain in the room that everyone had been sleeping in. It was her fear walking back and forth across making a shadow. And she was really, really upset that I was about to take her playmate from her. Oh, my goodness. That's awful. Yeah. She was, she was one I did not ask. I said, you need to be elsewhere. You need to go. This is not a place where you need to remain. I'm sorry for your sadness and your grief, but your rage is going to get you booted. And off she went. I'm like, grandmothers, who's <laughs> gone? I'm like, bye-bye. No, no, we got on that elevator. It would not move. No matter how many buttons we pushed, we ended up going down five flights of stairs. It would not move. I'm like, okay, well, we're just not going to fight this. We'll haul stuff. <laughs> So my hospital stuff is probably the craziest because I'll go, like, we do stuff at 360 cabin. Mm. Love the cabin. I hardly ever get interacted with at the cabin. 
except for, I don't know, did you notice them while you were sleeping at the foot of the stairs during the Boobiches event, the old man that kept going up and down the stairs all night long? Yeah. Did you catch him? Yeah, I experienced that too the last couple times that I have stayed there, um, because I've stayed at the cabin on, on two other occasions, and yeah, and it's almost like, it almost feels like he tries to figure out who he could maybe take over. I don't know if that is the right thing, but that's the feeling I get when I'm there. Well, I have this old dude in bib overalls and scraggly beard and big work boots, and he came walking down the hallway from the Pink Pearl, and I thought maybe it was it was Crystal and her mom because they were sleeping back there. But the footsteps were way too heavy to be one of them because they're, they're tiny. They're little. And um, I thought, that's odd. And then I didn't look up because, you know, Robbie and I were sleeping on the mat kind of tucked in under the eaves behind the window, and Vanessa yeah. and and Lynn were next to us. And Vanessa might have been in her car at this point because I think that we had gone out and checked on her and she was just using the air conditioning and cooling down. And uh, so Lynn was up there with us, but she was sound asleep. And we also had Gwen. Gwen was there and she was out. She wasn't moving. Um, but I heard the footsteps and I heard somebody go down the stairs. And I thought, well, if it was one of the ladies going out to have a cigarette, I'll hear the door open. No door. Okay. I waited. Well, then about 10 minutes later, those footsteps start coming down the hallway from the pink, pink pearl again. Now, they hadn't come back up. I was like, what's up? I'm like, okay. So this time I sat up and I looked, and I didn't see anything. But when I sat up and looked, Robbie sat up and looked, and he's like, what's that? I said, do you hear it too? He said, I hear it and I feel it. What is that? You could actually feel the footsteps vibrating through the floor because we're sleeping on, the floor, on our air mattress, and we had a really thin air mattress. We could feel it. And I said, I'm not really sure. I said, but you uh, you go ahead and go back to sleep. I'll keep an eye out. He's a, being a man. Okay. <laughs> so the next time I heard these footsteps going on, now at this point I actually had gotten up, checked the pink pearl. They were sound asleep. I'd gone down the stairs. You were sound asleep because I walked right by you on your air mattress. I went to the kitchen. I got a bottle of water from the cooler. I peeked out the window, and I checked on Vanessa. Her car was still running, so I know she was still out there. I made sure the front door was still unlocked so she could come in, and I quietly went back upstairs and got back into bed with Robbie. And I'm laying there listening almost asleep when I hear the footsteps coming out of the pearl again. This time I sat up and made sure to pay attention. And sure enough, here comes Mr. Green Jean walking around the corner and down the stairs. And I'm like, huh. So I went, I never got the chance to ask you because when we all got up and got unpacking, we just started running with the day. But did you ever have any impression or issue with him going up and down those stairs all night long because the only thing I felt was he was just checking on everybody he was very protective energy see I didn't when I stayed there the last two times 
trying to think who I stayed with. I know one of them was Sherry. And then there was one other time I ended up staying there. Because I know it's been twice, three times total I've been there. And, but I picked up, I mean, he does watch people sleep at night. I know the first night I was there, I was real cold. Like, just I felt a lot of um, psych attack when I was there the first night. But I felt like, to me, he was trying to take me over. That's that's the only way I know how to put it. And I and it was a fight with me. Yeah, that's the night of the boo bitch event. Um, I knew that somebody or something was going up and down the steps because I couldn't sleep. But I didn't have the same feelings of take of takeover like I did the first time I was there. I'm just trying to remember who it was I was with. I don't. I think did Dennis ever leave that night? I don't remember. He did. He left. Robbie was the only per, only man on deck, and he was sound asleep. But he had a house full of women. We had women in the back pearl, in the pink pearl. We had women sleeping in the loft. We had you sleeping downstairs. We had Vanessa in the car. I don't think anybody else slept anywhere else. I don't think anybody slept. I think we locked the rancher up. But, yeah, nobody I can't, like, yeah, I don't think the rancher because they're smart. <laughs> but I just kept getting the feeling that someone was just making their rounds, like a guard yeah. in the prison, making their rounds, doing a head check. The only time that I felt any kind of weirdness was when it when he stopped at the top of the stairs and he looked. I felt like he was looking at Robbie. And I reached my arm around him and blocked him and said, he's with me. He's fine. And then he went on down the stairs. You know, and I think this is the same fella, because I talked to Dennis about when I saw you, but that's the same fella that made me draw my weapon when I was asleep up in the loft and I woke up to an old man standing at the foot of my sleeping bag. Yeah. It, that was real enough to me that I pulled my, my sidearm, and by the time I had my laser light on him, he was gone. And I'm like, well, he was there doing rounds all night long. Right. Like, that was really interesting. But my my deal with spirit is they either want me to help release them or they, they run and hide from me. <laughs> so the ones at the cabin run and hide from me. I can always feel them watching, but they don't necessarily appear. And uh, I don't know. The, I have experiences like falling on those five graves and ending up with a bone in my leg. I have those kinds of experiences. Getting time lost in the woods. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, where all of a sudden all the flashlights are gone and you can't hear any voices and it's just you and that back 40 and you're like that not how it was a second ago <laughs> right that's fun so uh oh i'm gonna have to go off my headphones here because they're starting to die it's not gonna yeah, be but I'm, I'm, oh we got we got 10 percent yeah i know i've got some what other questions did you have i don't i don't really have questions I, um i can't i cannot uh Answer my text messages that I keep getting because I, if I 
scroll down to see what they are, it's going to cut my live stuff off. So just I do have text messages coming in, but I can't check them. So that's okay. You know, I'll just have to wait and check them all later because I can't get them. I can't. <laughs> I can't do that. So stop. Yeah. I'm not seeing anything <laughs> new from the people on the screen, but because no, I know that I have I a couple call. I know I have a couple friends that have called in too. Um, you know, because they don't have Facebook at all. I appreciate appreciate that they're sending in some text messages. I apologize. I can't. Like if I try to grab it with my phone, it's going to knock everything off, and I don't want to do that. Yeah, so, that question you have to either um, put them in the comments or just message Tracy in directly or message me if you got questions for her. I'll be glad to get her the message because I know one of my friends online don't have the social media at all. So, they always just call in. And I, I you know, got questions in regards to that. Just please, and I'll, I'll look at it and I'll give them to Tracy in and she'll be glad to answer them for you. Absolutely. Might take a minute, right. but I'll get I'll get back to you. And yeah, the book that I the book that I that like fell off the bookshelf at my in my hands and borders is out of print. So it's a rare book. So I'm gonna see if I, I can't get you a picture of it, send it to you. Yeah. Yeah, I hate when they're out of print. I've ran across quite a few books that get out of print. It drives me nuts. Oh, Where's my So I did a quick video today as I was going through my walk. Did you get a chance to just, I don't think you saw it, but it was about, uh, we've got these. So Hold on, i got to uh, take you off Facebook so I can't get double sound. Anyway, we have these trees that Springfield seems to think was going to make, you know, turn everything green and make this a tree city. And they draft these horrible balls that look like spiked balls. We call them gumballs around here, but you can break an ankle on these things because they're big, they're hard, they don't roll. It's like a walnut, only spiky. And um, I had made a comment about how you can take these and put them into a, a witch's, a, you know, a, a witch's jar and use them as protection. And I got a bunch of questions about what's a witch jar and how do you use these things. And so we were talking last week about protecting ourselves and that's one of the things that I had to learn how to do because sometimes the spirit that I run into like that gal in the hallway are just not nice and they have vile intent and they're going to do something to try to harm you um, that nun I ran into again in a hallway in the hospital and it was very interesting when I ran into her because she was standing next to her portrait pointing at it she was one of the original founding nuns. And I said, now that I know your name, sister, it's a pleasure to meet you. And then she faded. I was like, oh, all right. She was also the nun that used to go around and wake up the physicians when an emergency happened and they needed to come from the call room. She would go and knock on their doors personally to wake them up. That's what she was known for. thought that would be an interesting finish. But anyway, protection is something that we, we talk about and sometimes um, – it's not just spirit you have to protect yourself from. You have to protect yourself from the juju and the evil eye and bad energy is coming from people who just don't like you or maybe yeah, don't want you have 
or yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you could go on about that with your experience through the Reiki energy and the work that you do. I'm I'm oh, sure that you've God. like brushed elbows with some people that you're like ah ha ah yuck. Yeah, as we I'm working on my. I said I'm writing a book about all that as we speak. Really? Tell me about this. Yeah. Well, I can't because I only got three minutes to talk about it. But (laughs) I've been working on that. I've been working on my book for. It's going to be going on at least three years now, and I put it down for a while, but I've had some new experiences that I'm not putting out there right now, and I'm, um, it's caused me to pick my book back up. And just been a very Oh, I'm glad to hear that. Can I get an uh, yeah, autographed copy when you're done? Yes, I will give you an autographed copy and put my kissies on it for you. I, I just need you to put some Cheeto fingerprints on there. <laughs> okay, all right. Hey, so David, I'll eat some Cheetos. Before we lose, our, before we lose our time, um, can you tell us about your raffle? Oh yeah, yeah. We're doing the <laughs> doing a raffle. We're supporting uh, veterans and first responders, so. Proceeds going to Wounded Warrior Project and Tunnel to Towers. It's a basic ghost hunting kit with a laser grid, ghost box, K2 meter, and a voice recorder all in a hard case. Tickets are $5 each or 3 for $10. And they're trying to be live on this show on September 20th. And you can get them either, you can PayPal me, vapor757.david uh, at AOL, or um, Cash App, or dollar sign vapor757. All right. And yeah. this is also on my page, public. Yeah. yeah. See if I can pin it to the top. I can't, but it's on, the, yeah. it's on my page, public. It's a really nice looking set. I'm going to be buying into it. I want to see if I can win. <laughs> But yeah, vapor seven five seven, David at AOL dot com. Okay. Yeah, vapor seven five seven dot David at AOL. Dot David at AOL. Okay, that's what we're gonna go for. I just want to make sure we got that plug in because those are some great services. I was a flight paramedic for many many years, so I sure appreciate everything they do. Yeah. Well, I hope your well, wife is feeling better. Huh? Yes, I said I hope David's wife is feeling better. Oh, uh, she will. She after she had surgery. Well, Jerry, thank you very much for having me on board. I always love coming on and talking with you, even if we're just talking about general stuff. Because sometimes the stuff we talk about, people don't even fathom, and it becomes a yeah. very interesting conversation. <laughs> So, but thank you very much for letting me introduce myself to your to your family and your your people and your crew out there because you have a really good band of listeners and I've met some wonderful people from you. Well, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate that. And anytime, honey. Absolutely anytime. Well, thank you. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. It sucks when you're not home. Yeah. All right, let me see. Now i got to figure out what I'm doing.
Uh-oh, I can't get off of the first phone. Oops, y'all got to go on my lap for a minute. <gasps> These new phones.
you know what? It's a good rehearsal. Let's pick this back up again tomorrow, shall we? Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, you okay with that? That's fine. Okie dokie. I'm sorry. No, this is fine. I thought it was always. I thought it was something on my end. Nope, it's my on my end completely. On my end. <laughs> all you. Yeah, it's all me. It is all me. Um, yeah. So, let's try nine o'clock tomorrow night. That sounds good. Awesome, awesome. I will talk to you later. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Yeah, guys, who are still watching this crap fest going on here. Um, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Yeah, don't, don't. If you don't want to like and comment or subscribe to this, I don't blame you for that. <laughs> so I'll be back tomorrow night with another edition of the Freak Off and Paranormal yeah. Show. Yeah. Supernatural News. This time, I won't forget, I'll rely on her to ghost over here to let us let me know to take myself off mute. It's been a long day. All right. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Bye. Square pizza box. <laughs>